Well, hello there. Welcome back to Rethink Your Health with Jen Madden. I am your host, Jen Madden, and I love that you're here. So I am back in Wisconsin. For those of you who have been following my my journey of aging parents, I just recently spent a couple of weeks with my parents, and it wasn't for a great reason. It was because my mom fell, and my mom has been the caregiver of my dad who can take care of himself but he is 87 and um, is slowing down a lot and my mother is the one who kind of holds all things together and she fell which kind of rocked our world and so I recognize that we are in that season those of you who have been taking care of aging parents or who have done that you know exactly what I'm talking about so anyway I was in New York doing all the things to help them set up their living situation, their routine in the safest way as possible. So I feel like mission accomplished. And I also know that this is the season we're in and anything can change in a minute. But it does feel amazing to be home again and getting back into the swing of my life and my routine. So while I was out there, though, I started to think about my own health, as I have, basically for my own, my entire life. But more recently, the past, I'd say four to five years, I've been thinking it from a much healthier anti-diet perspective. And as I spent time with my parents, I recognized that we have longevity in our family. My grandparents, with the exception of my father's father, all lived into their mid-80s. My dad is 87. My mom is 79. There is longevity in my family. (laughs) There is also arthritis in my family. And that is something that my mom is struggling with. She would kill me if she knew I was telling you all her things. Oh, Ronnie, I love you. Anyway, but arthritis has been something that... um, has been an issue on my mom's side of the family. Like everyone, I think, has arthritis in some fashion. And so I do not want to have the struggles that my mother is currently having with arthritis. So I've been thinking about what changes can I make to help my body, which is predisposed and already has arthritis, not get worse. And that got me thinking about my journey. And I want to share with you what my thoughts are on the phases of breaking up with dieting because I would not be to the point I am thinking about making changes to my diet in a very healthy, matter-of-fact, no-drama way if I haven't done the work, if I hadn't done the work. So I got thinking, Jen, what exactly was the work? Now, there are things that I know I did and I have been teaching them and I teach them in my free course, Ditch the Diet, Not Your Health, which you can find in the show notes or on my website, jenmadden.com, that helped me start to break up with dieting. And I firmly believe in those steps. I did follow those steps. But it was more like I was zooming out of like, what are the phases that I went through and that I see my clients go through as they are taking this journey. Most of my clients come to me because they have been dieting for years. And honestly, the majority of them have been dieting for decades, which was me. And they are sick and tired of the diet cycle. 
They're done with it. They know that it doesn't work. They don't know what else to do. And at this point in their life, they literally just want to focus on being healthy. And that was me. When I made the change, I was like, enough is enough. I just want to move with ease and age gracefully. So of course, those are the people that I attract because that's who I am. But doing this work is a journey and it is it is definitely lifetime work because you don't just like flip a switch and decondition yourself. But I think the big chunk of it can be done in a couple of years. Now, some of you are like, a couple of years? That's ridiculous. I want like a couple of weeks. But the truth is you didn't get where you were are in a couple of weeks, right? It Years and years and years of conditioning yourself to think with diet mentality and the damage that you've done to your body by losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight, over-exercising, overeating, that whole vicious cycle didn't happen in just like a couple of weeks and now you're done. It's been years or like I said, even decades. So you just don't unravel that. So I do believe that it does take years, but it doesn't take 30 years. It doesn't take 10 years or ever how long you've been dieting. I think the journey continues for your life because we are constantly inundated with messages about our bodies and what they should look like and how they should move. So I think there's constant um, mindfulness and mindset work that needs to be done to not fall into that trap. Plus, things happen and your body changes, right? And that means that you need to adjust. But the core work can be done up front in a couple of years. So stick with me before you're like, oh my God, I want a quick fix. I've never promised you a quick fix. I have promised you freedom though, because I think that you can be free from diet mentality, diet culture, and all of that if you're willing to actually do the work. So as I thought about where I am in my life and wanting to tweak some of the things that I'm doing, I want to share with you what I think the phases are that one goes through to, I don't know, just take this journey. So the first phase, obviously, is just the awareness, right? Everything starts with awareness that diets don't work, right? And there's some fear with having that thought. There is some um, despair, like, oh my God, this is just going to be me for the rest of my life. But there also is some curiosity. And I love that this movement is spreading and that the word is getting out there to more and more people because it's real and it's effective and people are doing it and living it and talking about it, which helps when you want to make a change and you are fearful but also curious. So I think that the change, the initial change starts with curiosity then you actually have to start making tangible changes. Now, this part, this first phase is what I call the deconditioning phase. This is probably the hardest work you will do out of all of this. Now, before you shut the podcast off or you're telling yourself, I don't want to do hard anymore, things that you really want, that you truly want in your life are hard because it requires you to change who you are. And that takes effort. But you can do hard. If you've been dieting for as long as you have, girl, 
you can do hard. So pull up a chair and listen. The deconditioning part, it's not so much the physical part that's hard. It is the mental part that's hard. That is why I am a life coach doing this work. Because I focus on the mindset because I am telling you right now, you can make all of the tangible, actionable changes you want. If your mindset is not there, ain't none of it going to stick. And I know that from my history and my life. So I teach this stuff because I lived this. I am like the walking billboard for my business. So let's talk about the mindset piece. If you don't do the mindset piece along with the actions, like I said, you're not going to get the results that you want or you're not going to be able to sustain the results that you have achieved. Mindset simply means paying attention to your thoughts, noticing how those thoughts make you feel, feeling those feelings that come up rather than avoiding them, buffering them away with either overeating or any other kind of numbing out behavior. And starting to pay attention to those thoughts and those feelings and the actions they are inspiring you to take or not take and changing your thoughts so that you create feelings that inspire you to take the actions that support the changes that you want to make. I've talked about this a million times on the podcast. Well, not a million. This is only what episode like 15 or something. (laughs) But I've talked about this a lot on the episode. So go listen to previous episodes about your thoughts and your feelings. Because that is the true work. That is how you start to decondition. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the tangible things, the actionable items that one takes when breaking up with dieting. But the overarching theme of all of this is working on your mindset because you need to change. First, you need to develop an awareness of the thoughts and feelings that you have because your feelings are the thing that drives you to take whatever action or not take action in your life. That's why you have the results you have. So you have to like spend some time with current self going, all right, so these are the results I have. Slowing down enough to pay attention to the thoughts that you have to see what feelings they're generating. That's work. If you've never done that, I will start with clients and they'll be like, no, I don't have any thoughts. And I'm like, oh, you do. And it's our work, right? I get to call out their thoughts as they're telling me what they think are facts. It's really just their story. So I am the one who gets to tell them who or what their thoughts are. So that's step one. You got to know that you have thoughts, right? But that mindset part is really hard because, listen, the women that I work with are work with are willing to do whatever. Like you tell me, like I'll eat this, I'll exercise this way. Not afraid of doing that. But when it comes to mindset and paying attention to what's going on in their beautiful brains, they're like, I just don't. I don't even know what you're saying. So that's the overarching theme of all of the phases quite frankly, of your life. But I hone in and focus on rethinking your health. So this is obviously focused on your health. But feel free to take all the tools that I am giving you and use them in other areas of your life because your thoughts and feelings are giving you the results you have in every area of your life. Anyway, that's a side note. So the actionable things when you're starting to break up with dieting are the first step is to 
stop dieting. Don't follow somebody else's diet plan. Don't listen to somebody else tell you what you should eat or shouldn't eat. You stop all of that. And you start to allow yourself to eat all foods. Now, the big piece here is truly allowing yourself to eat those foods. Not thinking that you are in off diet mentality and you go to town eating all the things without tasting them, without enjoying them, without even realizing how much you're eating. When I talk about allowing all foods, I am talking about being present with the food that you're eating, tasting it, seeing how it reacts in your body, and deciding if this is a food you want to continue to eat. That seems like it could be easy. It is one of the hardest things to do because we have rules. We have rules about what foods are good and what foods are bad. And of course, they contradict each other. So you need to like catch yourself as you're eating a food that you once considered off limits and try to neutralize that food for yourself. And that's where the thought work comes in, right? So you have to literally have conversations with yourself like, listen, I'm eating chocolate cake and there's nothing wrong with that. It's fine. It's okay. I'm not cheating. I'm literally, the facts are I'm eating chocolate cake. Anything other than that is a story and it's drama. So allowing all the foods seems simple as far as the actual step, but the implementation of it is way hard. (laughs) That is where the mindset work has to come in because you're going to question and judge and try to zone out and be impatient or scared to even just sit with your food and pay attention to what you're eating. It causes a lot of anxiety. So when that anxiety comes up, you got to see what's causing it. What are you thinking about the food that you're eating? What are you telling yourself about your body? What are you telling yourself about this new way of eating? Right? That's the deconditioning part. I also talk about moving your body in a way that feels good. Not as a form of punishment, not as a way to burn calories that you've eaten. Simply move your body in a way that feels good because your body wants to move. It is designed to move. It is not designed to exhaust yourself at the gym or burn yourself or push yourself past the point of exhaustion. And it's also not designed to sit on the couch and do nothing. Your body wants to move. It is literally the vehicle that takes you through your life. So moving your body is great for the physical part of your body, but it also is really great for your mental health. So again, for some people that I work with, not beating themselves up at the gym, not forcing themselves to exercise every single day, whether they're tired or not, is hard work. That's where the mental aspect comes. That's the, this is all the deconditioning part. This phase is the most challenging phase out of all of it because it is going to question your beliefs. And I don't say that lightly. It's going to question, have you questioning your beliefs not only about food, but you're going to be questioning your body. You're going to have lots of judgment that you have to question about the food that you're eating and how your body's reacting to it or not reacting to it. You're going to have beliefs about who you are in this world as a person who allows yourself to eat all foods. 
fear of judgment is going to come up. The judgment of yourself is definitely the biggest one, but also you're going to have judgment or you're going to have fear of judgment from other people. Like, should you really be eating that cake? People might say those words to you. It's none of their business. This is your body. You get to do whatever the hell you want. But as you're going through this phase, it's going to challenge you. It's going to challenge you at your core because your beliefs, who you believe to be, who you believe to be, who you believe you are is going to be challenged. Who you are at your core is going to be challenged. Because you've always been the person who've dieted. I know for me when I was doing this, like I felt because I was fat, like I always needed to let people like know, yes, I know that I'm fat and don't you worry. I'm like working on it. I'm on this diet. I'm doing that exercise. Like I, like I felt like I needed to tell people I was aware of the problem. When you stop dieting, and stop exercising in an attempt to fix yourself, challenges all of that. So that's why it's really important that you have the mindset piece of it. I would not have been able to get where I am right now without that piece, hands down. I had tried intuitive eating. I had listened to every Janine Roth audiobook out there. I've done it all. It was when I started to use mindset tools that I was able to actually make progress and decondition my brain. These thoughts still come up. I'm doing this work and I teach this work. I coach on it. And I still have thoughts that come from diet culture and diet mentality. That's how ingrained they are. But I now have the tools to question them. So anyway, that is the deconditioning phase. That phase takes a long time. And it is really hard work. Absolutely worth it. And just remind yourself, you know how to do hard things. The next phase is establishing your new norm. So you will get to a point where food really does start to lose its power over you. And you start to be a little bit more, um, oh, what's the word I want? Selective on what you're putting in your body and how you're moving your body. And you really are like in the practice of checking in with your body to see what it needs. I have a friend that makes fun of me. He's always like, oh, what does your body think right now? As if it's a bad thing. And I'm like, this is like the best thing anyone can do. So you can make fun of me all you want, but I am very much in tune with my body and what my body needs. And I would say 95% of the time, I give it what it needs. And the 5% that I don't, no big deal, right? So that next phase is you're establishing your new norm. You now know what foods really work for your body because you've been paying attention to how they feel. You know what movement feels good. You know, like when you wake up, what your body needs. Sometimes my body needs like gentle yoga. Other times I got to go walk a lot because I have like energy I need to burn off and I got to do all the things. But it fluctuates because we fluctuate. My hunger fluctuates, right? The foods that I crave fluctuate. But this is the phase where you're like, you can be around food and you're not thinking about it all the time. This is literally the phase where you can be like, oh, I didn't eat yet. I swear to God, I never thought that that would happen to me. And it does because food has lost power. Like it has no power over me anymore, which is amazing. So you have the awareness, you have the deconditioning, you now have like the establishing your new norm and figure out what works for you. And and it's really about trusting yourself. This is the phase where you're like, oh no, I get it. Like my body trusts me and I trust my body. And then that that final phase is you're thriving. It's just you, you do you. 
And you're like so busy living your life because you've learned that life is so much more than food and exercise that you can actually participate in life in a different way. Do things like for your life that spark joy. That's why I call this podcast Rethink Your Health and that it is about mind, body, spirit because your health is your whole self, your whole life, not just your body, not just the food that you're putting into your body, not the way you're just exercising. So when you get to the thrive phase, like you're just like, you're doing you. And you know, you might have little slip ups here and again, like because you're human. Sorry, you're human. So your brain is going to be like, hey, did you see so-and-so was doing a diet? And you're like, oh, what, what diet is that? And like for a second, your brain is like very interested in that diet and thinking that maybe you should try it because you've been programmed that way. But then you just catch it and be like, oh, okay, that's just my brain doing my brain. Now, the the optional phase is what I call the tweaking phase. Do you like how like sophisticated these phases are or the names are? So the tweaking phase is when you get to a point, and I am telling you right now, if you are not to this point, you should just stop the podcast because this is not for you until you are at the place where food no longer has control over you and you are just living your life. Because people are going to want to do the tweaking phase, like coming off of a diet. And that's not how it works. You have to get rid of all of the drama that you have around food and your body before you can tweak how you're approaching health so that you're not getting caught in diet mentality or the mental drama that has come with that in your past. So the tweaking phase, not the Twinkie phase, I almost said that. The tweaking phase is when you reach a point where you no longer have any drama about food or how you move your body and you want to make some tweaks to your health or the way you're moving your body or eating and or eating to support your health in a more productive way or in a different way, I guess is a better word. So I am entering the tweaking phase. I see my parents having longevity, right, living into their 80s, but I also see that arthritis is a problem. I see that arthritis is rampant in our family. I see that arthritis is, I already have arthritis, right? So I already know this to be true, and I potentially have another like 80 or 85 years, oh my God, (laughs) another 30 to 35 years left in my life. So when I look at where I'm at and I think about living for another 30 to 35 years with the potential of arthritis getting worse, I think to myself, what do I want to do to help support my health in a way that limits some of the complications of arthritis? It's not going to go away. Arthritis doesn't go away. But I can do things to improve my eating so that I can um, make some changes to my body so that my joints feel better. And I can also change some of the ways that I'm moving, etc. So I'm at the phase where I am literally like, all right, well, what do I want to do? There is no drama about looking for the latest quick fix. It's more of based on the information that I know, what things do I want to slowly change and implement in my life? So the first thing that I've been doing is I've always done yoga in some fashion throughout my whole life. 
I often joke that when I did yoga in my 20s, it was like, oh, isn't that cute that I'm doing yoga? Now that I'm 49, almost 50, I'm like, my body needs yoga. (laughs) Am I right? So I know that yoga helps support my joints, my muscles, my overall physical well-being in a way that I enjoy. I enjoy doing yoga and I also enjoy how I feel after I've done yoga. For other people, when I say like, hey, maybe establishing a yoga practice would be great for you, they would rather jump off a cliff because they're like, I can't, I need to be outside, I need to be on a machine, I can't just be on my mat, whatever. They just, that is not their thing, which is awesome because that's you knowing you and you knowing what works for your lifestyle and your body. Because some of you may be thinking, oh, she's doing yoga. Maybe I should do yoga. Jen said like that's going to be good for her like mobility and blah, 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 right? Just because I'm doing it doesn't mean that it is something that you should do. I know that when I have a regular consistent yoga practice, my body feels better. It feels stronger. It feels more mobile. I feel more grounded. I benefit a lot from doing yoga. So I decided that I am doing yoga every day. And remember, I talk about minimum baseline. I'm like, the most I'll do is 30 minutes in a day. If I was to go to like a class, maybe it would be an hour. But I tell myself, like, you're not doing more than 30 minutes. And honestly, what I aim for is about 20 minutes a day. Think about doing yoga every single day for 20 minutes for the like the rest of my life, even for the rest of this year. It's amazing. Even if I did just 10 minutes, the results that I would get from having a consistent practice would be amazing. To me, it is an absolute no-brainer to do yoga for 20 minutes. I have it built into my schedule. I don't always want to do it, so I'm not going to sugarcoat it because, hello, life. Sometimes your brain is like, yeah, that seems like a terrible idea. Are you sure you want to do yoga every day? I still do it because it fits very easily into my day, and I'm always happy that I've done it. So that's one change that I'm making. That is my primary exercise program that I'm doing. And then I'll walk or do any other things as needed as so desire. But that's my minimum baseline. I talk about minimum baseline. The other thing I'm doing is looking at what foods that I'm putting in my body. And radical honesty, I have been putting more sugar into my body, more processed foods into my body than I probably then could probably support my health in a better way, right? So I'm like, all right, so let me make some tweaks there. Not eliminating it. I'm not taking it out completely. I'm just looking at the way I'm eating and making changes to reduce the amount of processed foods, the amount of sugar that I'm um, taking in, right? To see how my body reacts. That's the other thing is checking in with my body to see how it's reacting. So it's not about just blindly doing this because somebody says that processed foods and sugars cause inflammation and it's going to make your joint health worse. It may be true which is why I'm trying it. So I'm going to make these changes and then assess, check in with my body. Like, am I noticing a difference? And if I'm not, then I'll be like, all right, so that's not the thing. But listen, I'm also not doing it for like two days and like, oh, I don't notice a difference. Let me get a Twinkie. Let's make it the Twinkie phase. Right? I'm taking my time and slowly making changes and giving it at least 30 days, more probably, to see how my body reacts to it. The difference between what I'm doing now versus when I, what I was doing when I was dieting is I have zero drama about this. I'm not worried about going out to eat. If I go out to eat and decide that I want to 
have a whole plate full of sugar and flour? I'm going to, right? It is about, for me, it is about figuring out how to make these changes into my lifestyle that supports my health, that I'm paying paying attention to my body to see if I'm noticing the changes that I want, that I hope I will benefit as a result of making these changes. And if not, then tweaking it. And if so, then just continuing it. And that is the beauty of doing all of the work. And it's been about four years of work for me to get to this point. Hopefully, I didn't have a Jen Madden when I was doing this. So you have a Jen Madden. You're welcome. Hopefully, it won't take you that long. But even if it did, and even if it took you 10 years, so what? It's still a hell of a lot better than being caught in that obsessive diet cycle. So I would not have been able to go about this next phase with such ease had I not done all of the work that food and exercise literally were not a problem for me because doing this in the past would have triggered everything in, in my mind. So you need to go through the awareness phase, the deconditioning, the figuring out or establishing your new norm, and then the thriving part where you're just like, you're just doing you before you can even think about tweaking it and making some small adjustments. Now, life might throw you something where you have to make adjustments sooner rather than later. But I'm telling you, you have to do this the pre-work. You have to do the mindset deconditioning. You have to learn to trust yourself. Your body has to learn to trust you before you can get to a place where you can neutrally make changes to support your health without triggering any sort of diet mentality or the conditioning that we have so that we've taken in as the result of the society that we live. Okay. I hope that helped kind of zoom out and give you a perspective of the work that you're going to do. You are going to do this because you can do this. Some of you are already doing this. I'm telling you, this is your one precious life. There is so much more for you to be doing in your life than worrying about your body and the food that you're putting in your body and the amount of exercise that you're doing. Stop wasting mental energy trying to fix yourself. You are not broken. You are worthy and whole exactly as you are. There is a whole life out there waiting for you. Go get it. All right, my friends, until next week, have a beautiful day.